What is up, quality people? We are here. We're having a lot of fun. My name is Joshua Prophet. I'm joined with my beautiful girlfriend, Miss Kenya McIntosh. We're about to have a good quality time. We're trying something new. We got the lab mic on, so we're not speaking into the physical mic. We're just we're just chilling out here. So let us know how you like that. Let us know if you can hear us. Yes. Right. We're gonna be talking about the sad epidemic today because boy, it's sad. Before we get into that, though, we need to like for the algorithm. Need to like for the algorithm. So we're on a mission to spread some practical religion. How are you doing today, Kenya? I'm doing well. I'm excited to use these new mics. It's kind of cool. I don't have like a mic in my face. Yeah, I'm blocking half cool. of my face. So cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it definitely is cool. Definitely going to be like a little adjustment. So I might be making some adjustments as we, you know, go throughout the show here. Trying to dial in the settings, if you will. Save this as a preset later. But um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm just spent all day getting ready for the show and finishing up my work that I had for this quarter, but uh, I think everything's went through fine, so everything's good, and yeah, that's what I like. Hey, we got Mr. Alan J in the building. What's up, Alan? Mr. Alan J coming through saying, yo, yo. Ooh, I like the new Yeah, we got, we got too. all new graphics, okay. so yeah, Alan J, you're getting a preview oh, of the our, new graphics, and we got our mascot, Miss Sonic. Say hello, Sonic. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, Sonic. No, I know. She she, no. She's trying to chill. <laughs> but yeah, we're having fun. We're talking about mental health. So as you see, we have the three topics at the top of the ledger there saying we are a sad people. We're going to be getting into that. We're going to be getting into the spiritual depression as well as the practical depression. So you're not going to want to miss this. You're going to want to stay locked. Now, just general thoughts about mental health in general. Um, Kenya, like what, what has been your thoughts? Maybe a quick antidote on if you've had any struggles with it or what's your current season in your relationship with mental health? Okay. Current thoughts. Um, I think a lot of like the mental health issues going on today is definitely stems from just not being grounded in Christ, I would say, Mm. and not being grounded in the word and you know, that's like our target, you know, like you use that analogy a lot. It's like, that's our target. Christ is our target. Right. And when we're aimed off of that, that's kind of when things go haywire. So I think that's the root of mental health issues. And I've dealt with it, like in college, like I definitely dealt with like depression and crying all the time, not knowing why I was crying. And it wasn't until I gave my life to Christ again and like rededicating my life and Mm. when that's when everything like fell into place got that peace that transcends all understanding and everything so amen to that amen to that yeah so yeah about you so me i mean same thing i mean i think college is a is a really big thing for you know a lot of especially our generation and the generation below us it's like going through college you kind of lose this identity and then you're being shaped in such a way to where it's hard to find it again and so you really have to like strip everything back down to base level to understand what's important because when you go to college you get hit with a lot of different things and everybody's saying that everything is important and then you just get overwhelmed right Mm -hmm. but 
God's given us all specific gifts and talents to be used back to build his kingdom, to, that we can be a light into the world. Mm -hmm. And so the best thing to do, and this is also translates into business, is to specialize at what you're good at, right? And so when I got back to, okay, like, what did, what do I love to do? What am I good at? All right, this, this, and this. Okay, I'm going to maximize that, and I'm going to use that to, you know, go make an impact in the world, maybe shine light on some of these issues rather than, you know, being the social justice warrior or being the environmental advocate, right? It's like, yeah, those things are important, but everybody's not supposed to be on the front lines. Like if you think about a army or you think about going to war, everybody's not going to be on the front lines. Everybody can't be the general. Everybody has a certain role to play. And so you have to find your role to play in in life, in the world, and then go maximize that. Some people it's, you know, making content. Some people it's just, okay, I'm going to work this nine to five and I'm going to do the best for this company. And this company, I align with their values and they're making a difference in the world. And that is my contribution. And there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. But everybody's got to find that light. But I think a lot of times the mental health struggle comes from the fact that we're just overwhelmed with you know, just a litany of just information and things to worry about. And that just drives anxiety, which ultimately leads to depression. Mm. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So a little bit of a rant before I got in, before I got in there. Uh, let's see. I'm going to send it to my friends real quick. Thank you, Alan. Can't wait let's for go. some more people to pull up. Uh, my sound pads wouldn't work. I was trying vigorously to get them all programmed because I got a slightly new setup here today. But we're just going to keep rocking with it. We're going to keep rocking with it. All right, let's get into our first topic. We are a sad people. Now, there is this very sad TikTok that we found that kind yeah. of expresses the sentiment of how a lot of young people are feeling. Mm -hmm. So I want you to watch this and then we're going to break it down. I don't think anyone knows how I feel in the inside. Everyone thinks I'm a happy person full of energy and loves everything. But what they don't know is that every day I wake up to put a fake face on so everyone thinks I'm okay because if I show my real self, they will ask, are you okay? Do you need help? But I just want to be alone. But if I were to tell them this, they would think I'm being rude or just don't want to be friends anymore, so I have to stick to a routine so I don't ruin what we have. Mm. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's just a very sad, it's a sad thing when you're putting on this facade, right, just to try to fit into society or try to fit into a particular group, to assimilate into culture, right? And those are things that you want to do. You want to be feel accepted into culture. You want to be feel accepted into specific groups and out in society, right? But when you have when you have to fundamentally change who you are and what you represent to do so, well then there's a big problem with that. And I think a lot of people sometimes feel that, oh, like I want to be a part of this group because of what this group represents or what they can do for me or, you know, just my parents or whatever. There's all these outside forces that have nothing to do with you know, the light that God has put inside of somebody, that they use that as their guiding principle for, oh, I need to be, associate myself with these people rather than, hey, like, what am I good at? What is this light that's inside of me? Let me go find some other light, right? 
some other people that align with what I what, with what I represent. And, you know, now we can, you know, double this light into the world and really, you know, shake stuff up and change society. Yeah, I think it's also really sad, like, to touch on the end of that video where he's talking about, um, well, I don't want to, like, show who I really am to my friends because they don't want to be friends with me anymore. Right. And it's like, well, one, I don't think it's healthy to have assumptions about people and, like, just assume that, oh, if I like share who I really am or how I really think, they're not gonna be friends with me. And two, I think, I mean, if they don't wanna be friends with you for being who you really are anyways, they're not your real friends. Exactly. To like, begin with, yeah, so it's like, like, okay, whatever, bye. <laughs> and yeah, anytime you're doing something solely to preserve a relationship status, like just the status of the relationship, well, then you're in the wrong relationship. It's not worth having, right? Because you should never be trying to preserve a status of a relationship. You should always be trying to build the relationship in the healthiest manner, in a positive direction that benefits both people. But if one person is, you know, just kind of bending the knee just to hold up this, we're friends or we're dating or what have you, then it's not going to go well. There's somebody yeah. that's suffering in that in that relationship and it's not worth having at that point so yeah, yeah. and for yourself you're just doing a disservice to yourself yeah you know? so let's go through let's one more time watch this video and see if we have any more i don't think anyone knows how i feel in the inside everyone thinks i'm a happy person full of energy and loves everything Hold up. i remember kind of feeling this way like in college it's like because I was always, you know, this chipper person, go out, Making hey, jokes. prof, what's up? Yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But, you know, inside, there was a lot of days where I was just like, nah, I don't, I'm not feeling this, you know, like, I want to go home, like, I don't want to be here. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that hits at the heart of how a lot of young people feel, um, especially when they're going through like that high school, college phase, when they're really trying to figure out who they are and what they want to represent and what they should represent. It's like, I'm supposed to put on this smile and I'm supposed to show that I'm cool and that I can fit in, but really I have no idea where I fit in and I have no idea what I even want to represent yet. And so, and I think that's a, and this isn't everybody by any means, but I think that just shines a light on, you know, as a society and as a culture, we don't place value on building people up we've put we place value on hitting certain check marks it's like oh you got to go to college got to get a degree you got to do this you got to do that so it's like we get into checking up all these boxes rather than developing our character and developing a sense of self mm -hmm. yeah and i would even stretch it to say like you know how people say like you should treat each child differently like when mm. you have kids you should treat each child differently because each child has different gifts and things like that right i think in society we don't do that either we don't we don't allow each individual to be an individual i guess mm. what I'm yeah we're, we're trying to fit everybody into some sort of mold. box yeah. and mold yeah yeah no, I definitely agree. I definitely yeah. agree. And this whole video makes me think of the video 
me and Miracle did for Faith and Beyond. We mm -hmm. were talking about authenticity. And yeah, so. Awesome. But what they don't know is that every day I wake up to put a fake face on so everyone thinks I'm okay because if I show my real self, they will ask, are you okay? Hold up. Man, don't you hate it when people ask, are you okay? Yeah, I got it like 1,500 times this past. Yeah, I know, and you actually said something about it, because it's like, when somebody asks that, it's generally often, or often the case is, you're not okay. Yeah. It's like, you wouldn't be asking, like, let's come up with a better question, like. It's like, I understand, though, because, yeah. you know, as someone that Which, cares for somebody yeah. else, like, you, like, want to make sure they're okay. Right, they're trying to show compassion, compassion yeah. And, yeah, like, that they're there for you. So, no, I get it, but it's like, let's, as a, let's, as a culture and as a society come together and figure out how to break the ice a little bit better like hey is there anything I can help you with or yeah you know what's on your mind I think it's even a better icebreaker than are you okay yeah because it's like Cause it's almost a non-starter because it's like I'm clearly not okay yeah yeah because sometimes like I guess for me personally like I'll be, you know, I'll actually be okay up until the point someone says, are you okay? And right. then I'm like, oh, I'm not okay. <laughs> oh, dang, yeah. So, yeah, let's keep diving in. Do you need help? But I just want to be alone. But if I were to tell them this, they would think I'm being rude or just don't want to be friends anymore. So I have to stick to a routine so I don't ruin what we have. I think that part in particular goes back to me, Miracle's video. Because um, she said something about you have to allow people to meet you where you are. And with that, that takes like a sense of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's scary, but it's like you also, you also don't want to put yourself mm -hmm. in a deeper hole than you already are. Or yeah, just reveal sensitive and intimate information that could be used against you. I think that's our biggest thing, being vulnerable with people. Because like you said, uh, Miracle is like, you, they gotta meet you where you are. And there's people all around you. But oftentimes we put up these walls, it's the, often the analogy, or you build a cage around yourself to not let people in, right? But you have to, if, you, if you're going to if, if you want to maintain a semblance of sanity moving mm -hmm. forward, because if you just isolate yourself, well, then you're going to fall into this, you know, depression. You're going to fall into, you know, bad self-talk because all you have is yourself, yeah. right? And we're built as social creatures for a reason. We're built to interact with people. Now, there's all, there's, we all need time to ourselves to to reflect and to, you know, just think about like who we are and what we represent. But there's also this social aspect where we have to go out into society. We got to find our people who celebrate us, right? And, and encourage you, lift And you encourage up. us, but also hold us accountable at the same time mm -hmm. to who we say we are and who we say we want to be as well. So surround yourself with good people. So let's get into our points now, starting with Kenya's point. My point is being your authentic self can be hard, but dealing with issues alone can unknowingly make things harder on you. Mm. And that goes back to the isolation thing. Um, like there's good times to be isolated in 
reflect on whatever you and God are going or dealing with, whatever that may be. But there's also times where you do need to be surrounded by people that know what your situation is, know what's going on, and just be there to help you, like allow someone to help you. Cause mm. um, yeah, that can be tough, but that's what friends are for. And yeah, don't be alone. That's, I think that's the worst thing you could do. Like, especially if you know you're depressed or you know you're dealing with anxiety or you know you're dealing with something that's really hard is just that, just going into a little cave by yourself and not allowing anyone in. I think that's like the worst thing that you can do because that, I think that allows the enemy to just like attack you. Mm -hmm. So don't be alone. No, that's beautifully said, beautifully said. Uh, my point is we are social beings, like I just said. So it is paramount that you align yourself with people who accept you for you. There's a community for literally everyone and everything. Like I always say that because like there's community for Pokemon, there's a community for cat lovers, there's a community for baseball, there's community for anything. Mm -hmm. And so find what you love to do, find what sets your soul on fire and go be a part of those communities, whether it's, you know, Facebook groups, whether it's, you know, finding a group that's local that you can connect with, but get out and interact with people who, you know, are going to celebrate you. You should always go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated. Tell them. Attempting to fit in will rob you of your joy and that celebrated versus tolerated is something that Anton Daniels always preaches. Um, so that's not something I made up, but I thought it was very, very befitting for this conversation here. We're gonna get into a couple more of your comments. Shout out to Amani is in the building. She's got a question for us. Hey, and Mari. she says, is there anything you would feel comfortable venting about to me? So I, I'm guessing that's- Oh, aimed. I think that's the answer to your question. Is like, instead of saying, are you okay? Oh yeah, yeah, that. oh no, that's good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so and that's that's a good approach too because you're asking the person like, hey, like, do you feel comfortable in this moment? Mm -hmm. And they may not feel comfortable in this moment, but since you express that, hey, I'm here on your terms. Yeah. Like when you're ready, this is a safe space for me to, or sp safe space for you to come. Then you're opening that door. And so oftentimes, if you just say, are you okay? And they say, yes then the door is kind of closed, yeah. right? But this kind of keeps the door open because if it's like, man, I may not feel comfortable right now, but oh, Amani, she opened that door and it's like, no, I really need to talk to somebody. So when they're alone and they're like, man, I, I, I actually need to reach out, they know that somebody is there for them yeah. rather than somebody who just said, oh, oh, I guess they're okay. Yeah, that's so, good. I'm still that one. No, yeah, that was beautifully said, Amani. Um, let's see. What else we have? Shout out to T Mac in the house and Shirley Redman in the house. Welcome, uh, welcome. Yes, yes. Let's see. Um, Alan J said, "You made me think about something. Praying should less, or should praying should be less talking and more meditating, so he God can speak and we listen." No, I mm. am all for that because I often coincide meditation and prayer at the same time. And so there's this reflective aspect where you're allowing God to come in 
And you're, you're doing exactly what you said, Alan. You're listening to what he has to say so that he can order your steps accordingly, right? And then there's this praying aspect to where you're, you know, kind of crying out to God, not sometimes literally, but, you know, just voice it, letting your voice be heard, letting your desires be known to him, letting him know, like, What's this is on? what I want to do in your life, or this is what I want you to do in my life. And, you know, just, you know, establishing that relationship. But it, but it, like you said, if you don't take the time to be meditative and listen, then you're not really having this relationship. It's a one-way street to where oftentimes, especially as Christians, we, we pray and all we ever do is talk at God. And God is just sitting there like, man. Are like, you going to let me speak? You going to shut up? <laughs> it's like, let, let me be God. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of time, and then, and then we, we pray and then all we do is talk. And then we wonder why, you know, prayers don't get answered. Or, or you wonder why, man, God's not talking to me. I don't know. I don't know what he wants from me. It's like he is. You got you to gotta reflect. Think about like the day. Think about what's going on in your life. And think about the opportunities that God put in front of you that you may have missed, right? Because a lot of times that happens. And if you don't mm, mm-hmm. reflect on what you've missed, the opportunities that God put in front of you that you missed, then you're, you're prone and you're bound to miss them again mm-hmm. as they come up. Because he could have been That's putting the right things in front of you all along. And you're like, man, I asked I for this and I asked this. for this. And it's like, no, you didn't take the time to listen so you weren't properly attuned to see those things. So, yeah, that's what we think. Thank you guys for tuning in. We want to know what you think. So, you know, are we a sad people? I didn't even get into our... our I got a question. Our question is, why are people afraid to be themselves? So let us know what you think. Why are people afraid to be themselves in the comments? We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll read those comments to that question when we get back. If you're watching the replay, we'll see you in our next video. Hey guys, welcome to the Conscious Outlet Podcast. We are officially a part of the Quality Entertainment Network, and we are so happy to be here. I'm Miracle Monique. And I'm Alan J. And we're here to discuss the intersection of culture, faith, media, so we can inspire some practical solutions to some huge societal challenges that we're facing today. So let's work together to get this done. All right, we are back. We are about to get into our second topic. That is the spiritual depression. Now, before we do that, can you always on point with this, you know. Support the platform. Like for the algorithm. Subscribe. Share. Send a super chat. And we do have that ability to collect super chat. Email us topics. So if you want something or you want us to cover a specific topic, email it to us. The link is down in the description. Let's get into this. Like for the algorithm. All right. The spiritual depression. Now, when you think of spiritual depression, what do you think of, Kenya? I just think of darkness. Just darkness. Just oh, that's a that's a good analogy, I actually. Hell. I think of hell. Not I think no of light. hell, no light. Hey, 
Yep. That's that's not for you to play with. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like if, where there's no light, um, like God is, you know, absent from. Like mm-hmm. there's just just darkness. There's, you know, this hell. This this eternal internal torment. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a very good analogy. Now we are going to get into this video about, you know how we should be treating our soul. Now, before we get into that, we do have a question that we do want to- I got a question. The question is, what is the state of your soul? I'll also ask a follow-up question. What do you feed your soul? Mm. So think about that as we watch this video. Soul should be your highest priority. This is where I don't get guys. They're like, I don't have time for church and Bible study and prayer and worship. I have too much going on. Too much going on to take care of your soul? How, how do you possibly think you're gonna have a healthy life with a neglected soul? You're not a person with a body who has a soul. You're a person with a soul who has a body. That if you're not well at the soul level, you're not going to be well at any level. Your soul is your greatest possession, right? If, if who you are determines how you live, if you're too busy living to be growing, you're not going to be thriving. And so many men are like, I have time for the gym. I have time for work. I don't have time for my soul. I'm telling you, that has to be the first priority. You could make all the money. You could rule all the nations. You could rack and stack all the women. And if you lose your your soul, you've made a bad bet. Everything out there is fine, but everything in here is more important. Some of you need to work a little less and pray a little more. Mm. Yeah, so that is it. So again, we're going to pose this question. I got a question. What is the state of your soul? Is that your highest priority? Like Mark Driscoll was concurring there. Or are you focused on everything else that's out in the world? Your job, you know, money, all these material possessions, because it's so easy to get wrapped up into that to where now I got to feel like going back to our last segment, I got to put on this facade. And there's so many things that we can hide behind. We can hide behind makeup. We can hide behind, oh, these big muscles. We can hide behind, you know, getting, you know, fancy cars. We can hide behind the money that we make. But at the end of the day, how are you feeling on the inside? What is the state of your soul? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I think a good measurement, at least for me, when it comes to like where what's the state of my soul, is what's the first thing I do in the morning, and I know I'm off when it's not immediately like maybe like listening to worship music when I wake up, mm-hmm. or immediately praying, or immediately going to read the word. So I know I'm off, and I can tell when I'm off when that's not a priority in my mornings or when I first wake up. Yeah, and one thing me and your brother were talking about down in Florida was he he asked me about the morning routine or whatever, and we exchanged that. And one thing that we both do is pretty much before we get out of bed is we are very silent and we have like this, you know, we reflect on the day and we kind of meditate on like, oh, what is good? And for me, I'll go ahead and pray. And he was like, I'll express gratitude. And I was like, yeah, like, I mean, we're basically doing the same practice. But what that does is it sets up your day properly, right? Because imagine if you go to start the day, like you just hop out of bed and you start the day. Like a lot of people will just wake up late, right, trying to get as much sleep as they can, and they'll just roll into work. And I think that's a horrible way to start your day, right? Because then you go from, you know, sleep to now I'm 
just automatically into in work, work mode. in work mode. And that kind of like just going automatically to work mode also, I would think, would raise your cortisol levels, mm -hmm. which, you know, anyone that doesn't know that is from stress. Right, so, exactly. And that's not healthy. And there's like whole videos on that on YouTube about that. But yeah, you can actually, yeah. um, you can transfer sweat to other people through like your sweat and everything. Like well, we might react to, or your stress, your stress, not, um, yeah. We, we might react to that video next week. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting that when you don't take care of your soul and you don't set up your day accordingly, how that affects everything else. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like laying the foundation for the whole day. It's like, where are you starting from? You can start from down, like way down here. I hopped out of bed and now I'm in work, right? And you can still be productive, right? There's nothing that says that you're not going to be productive. Yeah. You're just less likely. But if you start your day properly and you have a good morning routine and you go through expressing gratitude, you go through praying, you go through, you know, meditation, you, and you get yourself properly ready to attack the day in the best manner, now you're starting from up here. Now you can really launch off. Now you can be, your ceiling is way higher for the productivity that you can, you can achieve throughout the day. And so it's, it's just a big thing. Um, let's go through this video one more time, do a little play by play. Soul should be your highest priority. This is where I don't get guys. They're like, I don't have time for church and Bible study and prayer and worship. I have too much going on. Too much going on to take care of your soul? How, how do you possibly think you're gonna have a healthy life with a neglected soul? You're not a pro- oh, hold up. That's, that's such a blunt question, but it's very deep. It's like, how can you it's possibly- a question. How can you possibly think you're going, it's, it is so like, oh, well, duh. But how often do we just get caught in the rat race of life where get up, it's work. just, yeah, it's just neglected. Go home, sleep. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, how could you just possibly think that? And it's like, well, nobody really thinks that. But we always need to be reminded and we always need to put forth the conscious effort to make sure that we are. That is the highest priority. You know what I mean? person with a body who has a soul, you're a person with a soul who has a body. That if you're not well at the soul level, you're not going to be well at any level. You're Hold up. That's just a bar right there. If you're not Hold well up. at the soul level, you won't be well at the whatever level. Yeah, just at any level. Any level, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, but that's so true because it's mm -hmm. like, I think Jesus was um, quoted, basically said something to the effect of like, you know, everything that's vile and you know bad comes from out of the heart, yeah. essentially. And so, if your heart isn't good, if it's not constantly being filtered and cleansed by the Holy Spirit, if you're not constantly reflecting on what is good, what is excellent, you know that whole verse. Well, then you're not going to be properly attuned to, you know, attack the high or achieve the highest levels of anything that you can, whether it's sports, whether it's your job, whether it's, you know, just anything that you're trying to accomplish in your life. Yeah. I have a question for you. What's, what's the question? Okay. So I can tell when, like I said earlier, like I can tell when I'm off, when mm -hmm. I'm not in my word and stuff like that. But can you tell when I'm not like in my word and stuff? I think, um, I just go, well, 
I would say yes, because then, like, you know, you'll be a little more moody. You'll, and so then it's like, well, uh, something's going on, you know, but it's like we're in a relationship. And so I extend that grace to you that God has extended to me, mm-hmm. knowing that, like, hey, like, we'll just get back on the right path. And I mean, I think you do the same thing for me as well. And once we start getting back into, you know, who we are uh, and the routines that make us closer to who we're called to be, well, then that's when, you know, everything starts to to right the ship, right? But it's never been to the point where it's like, all right, we need to have a come to Jesus meeting for either one of us, you know? (laughs) Just like, oh, we're just going through this phase, you know, right now. Things are a little hard. Life is kind of compounding on itself like there's just a lot going on all right let's weather the storm and since you're kind of down I'll be strong for you and vice versa so I think we do a really good job at that your soul is your greatest possession right if if who you are determines how you live if you're too busy living to be growing you're not going to be thriving and so many men are like I have time for the gym I have time for work I don't have time for my soul I'm telling you that has to be the first priority you could make all the money you could rule all the nations you could rack and stack all the women and if you lose your soul you've made a bad bet everything out there is fine but everything in here is more important hold up like you can stack up everything throughout life. And how often do we wrap our identity and our measure of success and all of these different things throughout life over, you know, the state of our soul? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how is our relationship with God? How is our relationship with ourself? And how is our relationship with the closest people around us? That should be the measure of success, right? And then you can branch out from there. Like, okay, now have I, you know, attained, you know, this monetary thing or achievement that I want, right? Or have I, you know, accomplished this, got this promotion at my job, right? Those are important. Those just shouldn't be above, you know, the things that will help sustain your soul, which are those three relationships, the relationship with God, the relationship with yourself and then the relationship with, you know, basically your family, the closest people around you. I think Ecclesiastes is a good, I guess, resource for this topic too, because mm-hmm. essentially Solomon's like, nothing else matters. Um, nothing else matters if your soul isn't where it's supposed to be, you know? So. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it's paramount because I think that book just puts everything into perspective. It's like, yeah, we're here and all this material stuff doesn't matter, right? And it's like you need to enjoy while you're here. Yeah. Now, there is a certain level of suffering on the way to enjoyment mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of cases. Like you don't get big muscles without suffering the pain of, you know, Pushing going through, through a workout yeah. and lifting heavy and stuff like that. So that's just one analogy, right? But you should always be focused on the things that are higher rather than the things that are lower because, and, and, and don't put your stock into material things. That's another big theme in that book because all is vanity. Like it doesn't matter. You can't take it with you when you go, right? Even if you build up, you know, all this treasure for, you know, your future generations that come behind you, you have no idea what they're going to do with it. Right. And so blow it the next day. (laughs) Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But you got to put it in perspective, like don't suffer 
putting all your stock into building generational wealth to where you don't enjoy what you have built in the process. So I always say fulfillment is in the pursuit, which means in the pursuit of trying to accomplish whatever you're trying to accomplish, that's actually where fulfillment comes from, right? So like when I played baseball, right? We, I didn't win the championship every single year that I played baseball or in every single league that I played, right? But I always had fun and I was always fulfilled in the chase, in the pursuit of, you know, getting up and, you know, practicing, getting prepared for games. And there was suffering. I had to get up at like 4 a.m. some days in college. And that's not fun. Nobody really wants to do it, right? But it was part of the process. So there's always a certain level of suffering that you have to be prepared for in route to fulfillment, right? But what happens is a lot of times we'll face a little bit of suffering and then that suffering will compound because we're like, I don't want to suffer, right? And you try, and when you try to avoid suffering, then inevitably suffering will come and then you're like, I don't want to suffer. And then, yeah, and you don't know what to do with it yeah. and you keep going down that spiral. And so you have to enjoy the process of, you know, you know, suffering through some some things in route to a greater and a higher purpose because it's inevitable. Um, so, yeah, let's. Um, some of you need to work a little less and pray a little more. Yeah, amen. Some of you need to work a little less. You need pray to pray a little, a little more. I think that was beautifully said. Let's get into some of your comments. So. Alan J says, I can say that my soul wasn't the main focus. Ooh. And that's honest. Because my kingdom glasses wasn't on. Kingdom focus is needed. Okay. Amen to that. That is a bar. And that's something that uh, my cousin, who's also my pastor, he always says, we always need to be kingdom minded first, which is to say that we should always be focused on you know, how can we best serve the kingdom of God, right? How do we best foster this relationship with God? That is our highest priority, um, which is, you know, following the example of Jesus who didn't come to be served, but he came, or he didn't come to serve, but he came, or he didn't come to be served, but he came to serve. I had it right the first time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think that's beautiful and that's honest, right? And when you're able to be honest about, your shortcomings, then you're able to grow, um, right? And when you're able to have people who are honest about that around you, well, now you're really able to th grow and everybody will be able to thrive because you're in a healthy environment that will allow you to um, grow. So, nice. T-Mac says, always stay safe in the word. Amen to that, yeah. Like if yes. you are in the word, if you are following the principles and a lot of the lessons that you can extract from the Bible, then I think you'll be all right in the long run. Actually, I know you'll be all right. Yeah. I don't even think you'll be all right. <laughs> um, here you go. Amani says, you have to suit up yourself with the armor of the word. The enemy is going to attack you throughout the day. Be ready. Yes. Mm -hmm. That what is the breastplate of righteousness. Yep. Right, you gotta gird yourself gird up. Gird up in the word. Yeah, you gotta gird up, you know. <laughs> and um, I always like to say, you know, back to that Bible verse. I forget exactly where it is, but focus on, you know, things that are good, 
focus on things that are excellent, focus on things that are holy, that are pure, right? Because it's inevitable but that things are going to pop into your mind that are impure, that are, you know, not aligning, that are basically unholy, essentially. And that's okay. It's what you do with, you know, those thoughts and what you do with those things. Are you properly equipped to handle them, right, to guard against those attacks? So, yeah, that's why you have to suit up yourself with the armor of the word. I like that. Alan J says, hit that like button. Thank yes, you, thanks, Alan. Alan. Yeah, make sure that you like for the algorithm. Like for the algorithm. Because we're on a mission to spread some practical religion. Maxo is in the house as well. He says, Amen. Prayer is the best weapon we can use to connect to God Almighty. Yes. Absolutely. If your prayer life is not right, then you're going to end up in strife. Okay. Bars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that'll do it for this segment of the show. Um, what is the state of your soul? We had some good responses. If you haven't responded to that question, I want to hear it down in the comments. We'll be right back with our last segment. If you're live, if you're watching the replay, we'll see you in our next video. This, this track meet in Birmingham, get ready for the Nationals and hope to put on a, put in a good performance. Um, just making sure she pushes out of both legs, out of the blocks, and not just relying on one leg. out to as many people as you can because we're on a mission to spread some practical religion so we're about to get into practical depression now who thought who would have thought that depression could be practical so what Not comes me. yeah what comes to your mind 
when you think about practical depression or maybe how to deal with it? I don't know. You tell me. I tell you. Mm -hmm. I asked you the question. I threw it back to you. Oh, you did. You just right on to me. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, when, when you're dealing with, you know, different thoughts and being feeling down, you definitely need to express that to somebody because it's a result of things being bottled up on the inside, right? And so it has to come out, right? And so you need somebody to be able to vent to, like I think Amani was saying, or like she posed that question earlier, you need somebody to talk to. And you just need, everyone should have that someone or group or just people in their life that they can go to and they can feel comfortable expressing, you know, private things and maybe even secret things. So there's, everybody has three different lives. And this is what they teach, I believe, in the FBI. I learned this on a podcast from a former FBI agent or CIA. Maybe it was CIA. I think it was CIA. Probably CIA. So everybody has a public life, which is their life that they display to the public. They have a private life, which is essentially shared with you know, just their family and friends, and they have a secret life where practically nobody is in there except maybe a spouse, maybe a close friend. And so I think as operatives, they were trying to, when they were trying to crack somebody, you know, they were definitely trying to break through the public life into the private, right? But if you could get into the secret life, well now it's, it's game over. You can extract any information that you need and you were, you know, really being a, a, an effective spy. So, yeah. And so I think the practical way to deal with it is to, you know, have people that you trust and that you can be vulnerable with that have access to your private life and possibly even a part of your secret life as well. Hmm. So, That's deep. Yeah. So, but Ruslan has a good take on how to practically deal with depression. Before we get into that clip, we have a question. I got a question. And that question is, what practical ways can help combat depression? I just gave you one that I think can help. What are some ways that you think can help? Leave it down in the comments as we go through this video. Soul should be your highest priority. This is movement can be a huge way to combat mental health. Just getting your dopamine levels right, getting things reset, going outside, going on walks, getting fresh air, getting vitamin D. All of those things are extremely helpful. I think we ignore the very real practical side of physical activity. And I don't mean you becoming a meathead and getting shredded. I mean specifically movement. We sit more than any other generation that's ever came before. Yeah, I think that's good. Because I think a lot of us tend to be very sedentary. And when you don't move, you're not moving your body, you're not having your blood pump in. Um, that can definitely impact your brain because you're not right. having much movement going on there. So I'm definitely team movement. And I have like five, I think, practical ways to combat depression, but we will get to that later. Yeah, so make sure you stay tuned. So yeah, I think I, I like that approach, like movement, just the, the practical side of moving around, because a lot of times when you feel in a funk, you just kind of want to 
curl up into a ball and you just want to stay, mm-hmm. right? I remember when I was going through some things in college, I would just want to, you know, sit in my dorm room all day. Like if I didn't have anything to do that day, I'm just going to just sit in this bed, just turn on Netflix, play Madden, do whatever. And you just wallow in it. You literally sit sedentary in it. But if you get around moving, like that just kind of changes your whole chemistry of, you know, the wiring of how your brain is being, is processing at that time. And so that can even help you start to feel better. Yeah. And if you combat that with, you know, maybe something that I said a little bit earlier with being able to go to, you know, and connect with a community, well, then now you're headed in the right direction to, you know, really knock this thing away so that, I mean, because you have people that are also lifting you up as well. Yeah, yeah, something my mom says all the time, like whether we're actually sick or like physically sick, um, but even if we like feel down or sad about something, she's like, go take a shower. The shower make Mm. you feel better. And it's like, at first when she says it, we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then you actually do it, you're like, oh, that was so relieving. That was so relaxing, so. No, there is some signs to that because that podcast that I sent you, did you get to that part? Yeah, she said like taking a bath is like a hug. Yeah, like literally taking a warm bath is almost the equivalent to like a warm hug. And so yeah. that's why people feel really good when they get out of a, you know, just a nice warm shower. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely attest that that is accurate, 100% accurate. <laughs> and so, yeah, movement is something. And I, I would even take it a step further, being out in nature. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people definitely. get enough sun yeah. because like Every, everything's like in a building. And now you even have this work from home thing that a lot of people are doing two to three times a week. And so there, sometimes there's no reason to go outside, but you should make a conscious effort to go outside every single day. Um, like Marquette from The Saint in the Center always says 30 minutes of sweat every single day. Yeah. He does it every single day like a religion. Daily movement. Yeah. And yeah, you should at least bare minimum be outside, you know, at least go for a walk get some sun because that's part of your biochemistry is to be out in the sun, be out in nature. And if you're just, you know, confined in this, you know, stuffy apartment or confined in this stuffy house, well, then you're going to get stuffy results. Yeah. And also oxygen, like when you're out in nature, you just get an abundance Mm. of just fresh oxygen. Whereas if you're in the house all day, like, especially if you don't have any plants, just like, I guess sitting oxygen, I don't know, scientifically, but, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's a different experience of oxygen, yeah. I would say. But yeah, I mean, my aunt, um, she's like in her 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. and she takes six. She takes a six-mile walk every single day. Every single day? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, she was like, even like if it's cold outside, she goes out there, she makes sure not to look at the temperature so mm-hmm. that... She has no excuse not to go outside. Wait, what if she? What if it's you know colder than she expects? What she do then? I don't know. But she's like, what she, if you go outside and you're like, oh, that's nippy, know. you know? I mean, I'm. I don't know. I guess she, she like maybe she like steps outside and it's like, oop, it's a little cold. But me like, I don't care. Okay, I don't got know. you. The point is, she gets the job done every <laughs> yes, day. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's dope. That's really dope. So, but yeah, you want to be outside. You want to get fresh air because. That will, you know, vastly change your mood and the direction in which, like, 
you know, you're headed for the day. Like um, I often talk about you want to create positive momentum. And I often talk about this in the context of sports, but it works in life as well. It's like when you have positive momentum towards something, well, then, you know, things will start to you know shift and break for you a lot quicker. Right. But also the adverse is true. If you have negative momentum just piling up for you, then things are going to start breaking down and they'll break down rapidly and faster and faster as you, you know, keep building up negative momentum. And so you always want this positive momentum shifting for you. And one of those ways is to move, get up and move, but also move in nature as well. Let's get into some of our points. Let's start with Ms. Kenya. Okay, guys, here's the tea. I got you. All these things will help you if you are dealing with depression and yeah, let's get into it. So number one, make sure your soul is fed, which we saw in the first, in the second segment of this today's show. Um, make sure you're in the word. Make sure you're being prayerful. Make sure you have gratitude uh, because those things will just make sure that your soul is fed well and fed with good meat. And those are very important. And number two, you want to eat well because your body is a machine. So what you eat, what you take in is also what you're going to put out you're gonna people are gonna see it on your face you're gonna see it on your face and also just energy wise if you're not eating good food your body will show you will feel like a lack of energy depending on what you eat and then number three move your body which is what me and Josh were talking about and number four have a hobby do something fun like for me I personally really enjoy Pilates and I really enjoy pickleball and I enjoy running sometimes and those just happen to also be movement but I also have a friend who her thing is making scarves and and knitting or crocheting things so it doesn't necessarily have to be movement but just something to get your brain activated and your body moving and something to make that brings joy into your life. And then number five, have conversations with people in person. Because I think, you know, conversations on the phone or like through a screen, like that can be great. But I think in person, there's just like a different level of relationship that can be built there. So I definitely am team talk to people in person. So. Now, I like how you said about like the food that you eat, because... That really shifted for us about a year ago when we started, you know, buying more grass-fed, grass-finished meats and, you know, really watching what we put into our body. Like we still indulge in, you know, sugar, sugary things sometimes, but it's a lot less, right? Yeah. And as a result, we notice that we feel a whole lot better, even if we're physically more exhausted, right? It's not like we're like, uh, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, like I can still you know, get through my day and I can still be productive. So what you eat has a profound impact on your mood and your overall health. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, just this is not obviously professional or medical or health device or whatever you want to say, but you you definitely want to be eating like grass-fed meat. You want to go to the farmer's market. That's what you want to do. Or find a local farmer, even if you... Yeah, or find, yeah, yeah. yeah. So go to the farmer's market or find a local farmer um, because they're going to have, you know, just one, they're going to have fresher food and fresher meat in general. 
And two, you build those relationships, you never know what type of deal you might strike up. You might be getting some eggs for like a dollar mm-hmm. instead of eight dollars at the grocery store. And at the grocery store, you don't know how long the eggs have been there mm-hmm. because this is there's no federal regulation on how long eggs uh, have to stay. They don't have like a shelf life. So there's, that's just... Do with that just, what you will. Yeah, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> All right, here's my point. We need to ensure that we strive for balance in our lives, whether it's diet, spiritual practices, exercise, or political ideals. We need to ensure we get a healthy dose of the things that are good. We also need people that hold us accountable and encourage us to stay balanced. So the key to combating depression and, you know, these negative thoughts is, you know, staying balanced in everything that you do, right? You never want to get too high, never want to get too low. You never want to be too right or too left if you're talking about like your political ideals, right? You can lean a certain way, but you also need to understand where the other side's coming from and why they even have those ideas in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes it's not from a place of malice or a lot of times they're coming from a place of, okay, this is an issue. How do we combat that? And you may not agree with the prescription, but you agree with the the actual diagnosis of the problem. And so you can start from there. Um, but yeah, you always just want to get a healthy dose of anything that you're doing with your life so that you can stay balanced. And of course, theme of the day, surround yourself. That's really a theme of the channel. Surround yourself with good quality people and that is going to help sustain you throughout your entire life. Let's get into some of your comments. We got Miss Miracle in the house. Miracle. Shout out to Miracle. Thank you for joining us. She has a comment. She says, yes, I work from home and had to make an effort to really move my body again because it was having a crazy effect on my mentality. Wow. Long walks, gym, etc." Yeah, it's crazy mm-hmm. how that works. It's like you're, if you're, like if you are still, right, it's like your body can't, you know, function properly. Like yeah. it's not, because it's not moving, then it can't find that balance that it needs because it's like craving like, oh, I need to be out in nature. I need to be, you know, moving Mobile. around. Yeah. yeah a certain amount and when you're not doing that then it's like ah, something's off here right which is you know our body's really good at giving us signals yeah we just have to know how to interpret those signals and readily combat them in the most effective manner so yeah very good there mm. Amani says going outside slash exercising yes she also says you also might have to force yourself, but start small. Yeah, you gotta force yourself sometimes. Which is big. So I mean, I I think you could testify to starting small, um, when you know just getting back into like running. Last year, when you're like, oh, like I got back into running, but I had to, you know, I didn't just take off and run like a couple yeah. miles. I just had to do just walk, bit, run, walk, bit, yeah. run. Yeah. Imani has some more good advice. Open yes. the blinds. Yes. That's big. Letting That's, in sunlight into your house is a big yeah. thing. My mom always says, why are you not opening the blinds? You're not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, sounds like something your mom would say. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
with the light in. That's what she always says. <laughs> All right. Miracle says vitamin D is really good in the colder months when there's less sun for seasonal depression. Now, that's a good that's a good, good key. Tip. When there's less readily or naturally available to you, then yeah, you just slip a little supplement, supplement. in there. But yeah, um, in general, try to stay away from supplements if you can. But um, I definitely agree. Like in seasons, or like if you live in Seattle, sun don't ever come out there. <laughs> so I'd be popping those things like, and not not literally, candy, but like you get what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, every time my my dad used to tell me that because he's a pilot, he's gone to Seattle several times. Like yeah, the sun never comes out there. He was like, when the sun comes out, it's like a holiday and people take off work. Oh, and I'm not sure crazy. that he was being facetious or if he was serious, but both times I've gone to Seattle, really beautiful town, like architecturally, but um, yeah, sun don't come out. It's, it's kind of kind of sad. Yeah, and that's like one of the most depressed places too. Yeah, because the sun don't ever come out. They don't get enough vitamin D. So... <laughs> yeah, got one more comment from Maxo. He says, I totally agree and very good points of both of you. Health is very important to maintain, able to play or to be able to maintain or be able to play sports or any outdoor activity is good for the body. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you always want to keep up your health, you know, not not just physically because you you'll look better, but you also feel better. Um, but you also want to do it spiritually because you'll won't you'll think clearly, but you'll also feel better because everything is you know working working and functioning like it should. So yeah, mm -hmm. good point there, Maxo. Yeah, thank you, Miracle. She says this episode was needed. We appreciate it. Yay! If there's a if there's a topic or anything that y'all want us to cover, make sure you put it down. Uh, like Kenya was saying want to deep dive more into these topics we got a great facebook group we had a you know a good little you know what is it what are they called i guess discussions or yeah, forum discussions about um people were dropping in their favorite worship songs this week last yeah. week so or this past week and so we we got you know posts that are going out with different discussions that we can have throughout the week keep each other encouraged and so also that you can connect with other quality people so that can keep you accountable, keep mm -hmm. you encouraged, keep you lifted up. So the link to that is down in the description. Um, so once we see your name pop up in there for the invite, we will let you end. All right, good people, good quality people. We're going to let you get to your evening. It's been a pleasure to have this time to fellowship with you and to, you know, talk about this much needed topic. Mm -hmm. Our next time we will be in action will be on Monday. Monday. We're going to have a profitable conversation, right? And Kenya will actually be the guest on my show. And so it'll be, it won't be like this, you know, profitable conversations run a little bit differently, but we'll just, we'll get to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation, <laughs> but in front of the whole world. So right. you're not going to want to miss that. We'll probably do that uh, probably later that night because you, you do Bible study, right? 7.30 to 8.30. So it'll probably be a late stream, probably around 9 o'clock, but you want to look forward to that. And then Tuesday, Thursday, we'll have a quality pod as usual. So we'll see you quality people then. Thank you for joining us. Oh, also next oh, week. Oh. On Thursday, we have 
a Faith and Beyond episode with my friend Star, and we're going to talk about God, health, and fitness. So it should be good, too. Oh, yeah. Ain't that your cousin? No, that's not my cousin. Who's your cousin that we're supposed to interview? Are we supposed to interview your cousin? The guy? Oh, uh, not that know. guy. I thought there was a... Okay, never mind. All right. <laughs> Can you talk about the topic of unequally yoked? Yeah, let's let's do that next week. We'll definitely okay. do that next week, Max. So thank you for your input. Um, we'll get that squared away. We'll talk about that on Tuesday. We'll plan for that. Um, until then, y'all be blessed. All right? And make sure you share this with your family and friends. We'll see y'all Monday.